The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org. I'm here in Boston. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. The name of the show is from the trenches. Observation from the observation from the trenches. Again, you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, WBCA 102.9 FM in Boston. Well, it's not too cold out there today, you know, not too chilly. Hope you uh, made it home safe at home with your feet up with a nice cup of tea or hot chocolate, you know, just relaxing as I uh, put out some more food for thought. Again, I'm not here to uh, insult or belittle anyone, just got a different point of view, a different belief system, you might say. You know, there's been a lot of, uh, I guess, noise made on social media since uh, Jay-Z and, you know, Killer Mike at the, the uh, award ceremony, you know. But I want to say this here to millennials, Gen Zs, and Gen Xs. Rappers, entertainers, and actors should not speak on our behalf when it comes to critical thinking dialogue. I'll say again, rappers, entertainers, and actors should not speak on our behalf when it comes to critical dialogue. The reason being, most are not well-versed, most have not studied, most have not read, most don't know the data or the research. All right? And because they are well-paid, the few that they are, okay, don't get it twisted now. All right, the vast majority, all right, are those who are making money, are few in between. Not a whole lot of them. Okay? So, again, we got folks chasing what I call fool's gold in our community. Too many of our young folks are trying to pursue an occupation that is like hitting the lottery for a billion dollars. It always shows you all the folks. It never shows you the folks who, who, who played the lottery only the one lucky son, one lucky person who won. It don't show you all the millions of losers, the losers, just that one lucky person. That's how, I, that's how I view entertainment. That's how I view rapping, acting, the whole nine yards, the whole entertainment field, athlete, the whole nine yards. Not disparaging none of those guys. Hey, I said more power to them. And those ladies, more power to you. But we need to keep it in, we need to keep it in perspective. The reason why entertainers, as a field, it's fed to us in such high dose, high volume, is to keep us distracted, confused, and chasing things that don't amount to a can of bean. None of these rappers, entertainers, actors, and athletes have no ability to affect change through policies or laws. And in fact, their opinions are so lukewarm and non-offensive and non-thought-provoking because they know they say anything that's pertinent, anything that's based on realism or data, there goes their perks, there goes their contracts, and the power that be, white community, will ostracize them, demonize them, and castrate them, <clears throat> as they did with Kyrie Irving and the other guy, you know, Conway West. Jumped on him. Because if you don't sing the company song, all right, your livelihood 
can be in jeopardy. I refer to that as what I call economic terrorism. It has replaced, right, the lynching. Instead of lynching you for being uppity or out of place or, you know, being a thought-provoking young man or woman, we will castrate you economically if you say anything that does not go along with the company line, with the company line. So when I hear folks being upset or commenting on what Jay-Z said or Big Mike got, you know, these awards and then got arrested, and so it don't put no chicken in your pot. It does not allow you to live where you want to live in a community of your choice, having life on your terms. It does not allow you to send your kid to the school of your choice, have your kids with recreational activity that you can afford. No, it don't, it does, does nothing for you. And I can say in the last 40 years, right, since King was murdered, we have been inundated with this illusion of the influence and power of rappers, entertainers, actors, and athletes. They're all nice people. They're all good people. I don't begrudge them nothing. You know what I mean? I hope all of them, you know, don't end up broke. They can pass on wealth to the next generation. But they can't do nothing for the collective. They cannot do nothing to lift the group off of the bottom. They can't do anything for us. And it's really somewhat problematic when so many of us, right, spend so much tension in these folks' lives. As though knowing about Cardi B or Jay-Z or 50 Cent will put a chicken in your pot or going to allow you to send your kids to the school of your choice. Live life on your terms. Be comfortable in America. It doesn't. And I contend that for Eidos, America, America descendant of slaves, or black American, group that I belong to, we spend far too much time in these folks' business as though it's going to make our life better. Another con they sell to us. Well, you know, you got four or five big billionaires. What do they do? You got 10 or 20 millionaires. What do they do? Think about this here. According to the last census in 2020, I think it was either 46 or 48 million folks who identified as black. Once you subtract out the African and the Caribbean, I think eight of those Americans descended to slaves or American-born blacks about 40 million, something thereabouts. What should be more beneficial for our group after 405 years being here? Having four or five billionaires that are comfortable? Having 10 or 20 millionaires that are comfortable? Or having, or having 40 million, all right, eight of those members who are solidly in the middle class, living life on their terms, comfortable, can send their kids to the school of their choice, can live in the community of their choice, and have life on their terms. What would be more advantageous for the group? Having four or five billionaires? 10 or 20 millionaires? Or having 40 million people who are solidly in the middle class, living life on their terms, able to take care of their families on their terms? What would be more advantageous? Come on now, you know the answer to that. So we are so things that don't even matter. Because why? They can't, A, uplift the other, other, other 40 million of, of us, put you solidly in the middle, middle class, where you can live what you want to live, do what you want to do, live life on your terms. They can't do that. Good for them. And I'm not disparaging them. I'm not belittling them. But I want you young people, especially as a member of Baby Boomers, 
as we get out your way and you ascend to the stage and you take the mic, we need to understand when you critique my generation, baby boomers, right, who came after Dr. King, once they pass these civil rights laws, okay, Voting Rights Act, right, affirmative action, the 1965 Act, civil rights, right, it's like my group took a big dose of appeasement whereby we was going to be okay being subjugated. As long as we get a job over here, be the first one employed over there, out front on ABC, NBC News, ESPN, okay, we sold our soul, right, to be subjugated. We stopped fighting for, right, independence and self-determination. We stopped fighting, right, to control, to control our own destiny. We sold our soul to be subjugated. In the house of, of the community, it's always had its knee on our neck. And so we're not leaving you with institutions that we control that you can build on and expand on. We're not leaving anything. Because we went down the road fighting for what? Civil rights, voting rights, human rights, sexism, racism, all the ism, right? Benefit everybody but us. That's why we stopped fighting for a legitimate grievance. Out of 405 years we've been in this country, since 1619, of that 45 years, 347 years have been subjected to what? Unchecked violence, unchecked oppression. 247 years of chattel slavery, from 1619 to 1865. They fought a war over, over us, what to do with them. Well, the North won, supposedly. Lincoln supposedly signed a, you know, emancipation in 1863. Supposedly we was free, but we wasn't. Well, we don't know, we don't know, we don't, we don't know what to do with them. But until we figure out, we're gonna create these things called black black codes, right? Sharecropping. Okay, hundred years of lynching. Until we figure out what to do with them. So from 1865. To 1965, another 100 years of the modern form of slavery. So out of our 405 years being here, 304 years, 347 years, has been under the worst treatment any human being could, could do to another. Any human being could do to another. It's the greatest transfer of wealth from one, one group to another our government ever allowed a group to be subjected to. I say again to those who ain't listen, it's the greatest theft of wealth. Our government allowed one group to, to subject another group in this country. The only group that's owed a redress for that theft are American-born blacks or Ados as I identify as American as the slave. We come out of that institution. I thank God that Ados had the just the tenacity and, and, and the visceral to, to stand the horrible treatment that I can be here, that you can be here. And so for the last 50 some years, we fought civil rights, but civil rights, human rights, voting rights, you know, we don't own anything. We don't own anything. We own no institutions. We own no corporation. 
We don't know wealth. We don't know wealth. And so when you think about our condition, as we step off the stage, Gen X and Gen Z's and, 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 and millennials, what baby, Beamer, what baby boomers actually have done in the last 60 years since King was murdered, other than appeasing or coming, coming to terms with us being subjugated and colonized, we're not leaving you no political capital. We're not leaving you no economic capital. We're not leaving you no social capital. All we're leaving you with, right, is what doesn't work. As you critique Dr. King's generation, who God inspired to come out of that pool pit and challenge whiteness and white supremacy, thank God he did, because if he did not, if Dr. King would have stayed in that pool pit like most black preachers do today, under, under, the, under, the, under the garment of Jesus, if you'd have stayed there, we'd still probably be chattel slaves, or on the Jim Crow today. But thank God that Dr. King is the doc, thank God that God inspired Dr. King to come out of that pulpit to challenge the spirit of whiteness or supremacy. Thank God our elders, our elders, dared stand with him. And keep in mind, he did not have consensus now. He never had consensus amongst the Negroes. Because most was terrified. Terrified. But thank God for the young folks. Because keep in mind, King was a young man in his twenties when he and our elders took on this here, you know, uh, humongous, humongous spirit called whiteness. He was in his twenties. They were Malcolm, right? But thank God they did. And so once he was murdered, you know, you want to kill the body, kill the head. Despite Jesse Jackson, despite Ralph Abernathy. Despite NACP, Urban League, they lost focus and vision. They bought into multiculturalism. We for everybody, people of color, coalition building time. Instead of standing on our square and fighting for a redress of 347 years of the greatest theft of wealth any group has ever endured in America sanctioned by the federal government. If any group is due reparation, it's us, American blacks or Adolf, American descendants of slaves. The wealth of America, young people, was built on the black back bodies of Adolf, not black Caribbeans, not black Africans, not the Spanish, the Asians or from India, but the wealth of this nation was built on the black back bodies of our elders. So again, as we step off center stage and you ascend to the stage, I really caution you, all you young people, not to buy into what rappers say, entertainers say, actors or athletes, all good people, all good people. I got a problem with them. Because remember now, they are choosing entertainment as a way out of the hood, as a way out of the ghetto. Don't ever forget that. They're using entertainment as a way of getting out of the hood. Because most of them, like me, like you, come out of home where there's no wealth, which means there was no inheritance. We all start from zero. Because our federal government made sure 
with this plunder of our wealth, meaning, meaning being here when America was up and coming, we were denied the opportunities to participate in the wealth gathering period. We ended up with nothing. Nothing but being demonized. Because why? In this country, we was never brought here to do or be anything other than an asset to the white community. We was here to build wealth, right, create wealth for them, and make them convenient and comfortable at our own expense. That's why I want you to understand Rappers, entertainers are used as a proxy for white supremacy to keep you sedated, sedated, keep you sedated, off balance, and chasing fool's gold that leads nowhere. Because not begrudging them, none of them can set policies or laws. Keep in mind what hurt us from 1619 to now has been laws. Policy. And those laws have become cemented in the in the psychology of the white community. And I'm saying, you take from the time when Lincoln signed the emancipation to now, that was in 1863 to now, is 161 years. That's right, 161 years we have been fighting to be treated as citizens. That's what King was murdered for. Not for you just to have the right to vote but to have all the person benefit of whiteness that included, right, high income, due process under law, right, live where you want to live, right, good health, right, fair treatment. It included all those elements that comprise whiteness. He did not get out here and just battle for you to get the right to vote. Voting does not put a chicken in your pot or allow you to live where you want to live or put money in your account. Doesn't do none of those things. You can vote, but hey, you can't employ yourself. You can vote right, but you can't live where you want to live. You can vote, but you don't have due process under the law. You don't get no city contract, state contract, federal contract, private contract, or the trades or essential high-income skills, but you can vote. Hear me now, young people. We went down the wrong road on that, you know, vote at all costs. Vote, vote blue at any cause. So again, I'm speaking to you. Gen X and Gen Z's and millennials. My topic today is real simple. Rappers, entertainers, and actors should not speak on our behalf because they're not well-versed. They're not well-read the material. They don't know the data or the research. And they can be ostracized if they speak truth about the situation. That's why none of them has spoke about what's going on over in Palestine. Not a one. And the one who did speak some, uh, you know, uh, James, you know, he sided with, 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 with Israel. He don't know nothing about that situation over there. He don't know a darn thing about why it got started or nothing. Nothing. The rest of them ain't saying nothing. Right, they know better. They know better. They know to keep their mouth shut, going to keep their lifestyle. All they can say, oh, we need to find some peace. They need peace. Let's pay for peace. Because why? They know this small community in America, Jewish American, although they're only 2.6% of the population or 7.6 
million identified Jewish Americans, but they have acquired what? Wealth and power. Wealth and power. And they know they'll be what? Castrated if they say anything that does not sit well with those who own the wealth and the power of the Jewish community. No disrespect, it is what it is. It is what it is. So I'm telling you, young people, as you ascend to the stage and we move off into the sunset, your country, America, runs on what you own and control. What you own and control. And I would, I would say to you, the only saving grace in America is labor. It's labor. If you don't have or possess essential high-income skills, you're not going to do well. And now all these illegals around here, all these illegals, if they had a border, a border policy tomorrow, just lock down that border tomorrow. You got 20, 30, 30 million people around here illegal. They don't know how many folks in this country. They have no idea. They have no clue. But one thing you do know, you go to any city, Roxbury, Mattapan, Dorchester, all you see is what? Illegals. They're everywhere. Everywhere. In your schools. Right? Social services. Housing. Everywhere. Matter of fact, they done dropped off a bunch that were once in the airport down here on McKenna, uh, uh, Manila Cav Boulevard. Folks been raising the hell down there. Why they did it? I'm going to tell you what they did. I'm going to tell you why they did it to, did it to us. Us baby, boomers, us baby boomers did not leave you no political capital, no economic capital, and no what? Social capital. We are a classless Cast people. We got no capital. We got no capital. Because why are we fighting for what? Integration, assimilation. Can we come to the house? Can we come to your house and bring some melanin, you know, some color? But we don't own that. Because we stop fighting for liberation. We stop fighting for self-determination. We stop fighting to own and control our own assets. So we're not leaving anything. But I say to you, as a, as a member of the baby boomers, I'm not begrudging my group. I'm not even pointing fingers at my group. But I can critique our group. Our leaders, our leaders like Jesse, NACP, Urban League, they let us wrong. What about no coalition building? Are you think the folks at that board are coming to build a coalition with you? Hey, those, I make them black. Do you think the folks at that board Coming to build a coalition with you? The answer is no. This has been going on for decades, decades, since the 1965 Act of Immigration when it got started. That law allowed people who never allowed in this country, because before that, right, it's a white man's country. All folks coming to this country was folks from England. There were no Africans, you know, no folks from India, Asians. Huh, please. Now they're here by the millions. And displacing you, no problem with that. Who are you? You got no political capital. You got no economic capital or no social capital. So displacing you, <laughs> you. As a matter of fact, we've been told you're the problem. We've been told coming in, they've been told that we're the problem. But we'll benefit, right, from the black experience. We'll benefit from affirmative action, civil rights, from action, all we'd benefit from it, but we ain't, we ain't with them. No, 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 we ain't with them. No, 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 we ain't with them. And I hope, young people, what you've learned 
as you ascend to the stage is to stay on your square. And your protest should be based on lineage. Not blackness, not melanin, but lineage. It's a debt owed here. The federal government, not the city or the state, the federal government allow people to do what they do. I always say, people will only do what the federal government allows them to do. People will only do what government allows them to do. Who allowed that atrocity of chattel slavery for 24, 27 years? Federal government. Who allowed the 100 years of the black holes, right? 100 years of lynching, Jim Crow, sharecropping? Federal government. Who allowed it? Federal government. Who is responsible? The federal government. They allowed this here. And here's what you need to understand, too, young folks. Our country is now fully developed. She is a fully developed country. Ain't like it was 150 years ago, 160 years ago, up and coming. She is fully developed. That's why I will fight with you for reparation or for policies aimed at us only. I'll fight for you. I'll fight with you for that. But you better be comfortable. In order to be comfortable, you must be highly skilled because understand now, King and our elders, they all, they all died poor. King died poor. Malcolm, Fannie Lou Hamer, they died poor. I don't wish that for you nor for me. So meaning that the only saving grace in our country because of capitalism is labor. Because we got no wealth, well, we got no inheritance. So if you don't understand to teach your children the importance of skill acquisition, you will fail as a parent. You will fail them. That means they're not going to be able to compete with all this cheap labor around, all the illegal, all the illegals around here. They'll take a non-speaking illegal before they take you. Why? They don't owe them anything. They don't owe them anything. And the cover for the pretense is you got to be humanitarian, humane, civilized, compassion. Where is the compassion for Ados? Where's the compassion for American Black? Where's that compassion? Nobody fights for that. And we got these politicians, so-called black American politicians, and the other uh, Caribbean, African uh, colleagues, they won't even use the word black when they're trying to fight for a provision for us. No, it's black and brown, other oppressed minorities, other disadvantaged groups. They're cowards. They're cowards. They won't even stand on the reality, right? There is a dead old here that we got hurt severely. And another thing, well, I meant it. If you ain't fighting for yourself, for your group only, you're foolish. That's one of the biggest mistakes that my group made as baby boomers. We used to fight for everybody but ourselves. Nobody comes here to fight with you or to fight for us. Nobody. Please, 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 young people, let that sink in. Gen X or Gen Z, millennial. Nobody's coming to get beyond with you. Nobody's coming to change this construct of white supremacy. Nobody's coming for that. It's a great country. It's a great country. They're coming for the wealth that it produces, that they can have a high-quality life. They can live where they want to live on their own terms. Take care of their kids on their own terms. Move how they want to move on their own terms and be very comfortable. No one come to America to become allies with Ados or American-born blacks. Please, please, please dispel that lie and that myth. 
and rappers, entertainers, athletes, and actors should not speak on our behalf when it comes to pertinent issues about our condition or our solution. They don't know enough. They don't know enough. Why? They're not ready. And it's time for us, time for you now. Well, our time, our time is almost up. Us baby boomers, you know, we in the 60s and 70s, 80s, whatever, a few in the 90s. You know, we about, to, we about to get out your way. But I hope that you look at some of the things that we, we've done and say, no, we ain't going that way. We're not going to do that. I wouldn't do that. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM, 102.9 FM, WBCA. Name the program from the trenches, from the trenches, observation from the trenches. Well, I speak about what I see as a mental health provider in folks' home for the last two decades, getting to see policy made on high, how it affects folks down in the trenches, baby. We ain't doing well, but we never did. That's why we got off our square. We stopped fighting for a redress to the greatest step of wealth the government ever allowed one group to be, be subjected to from another. We stopped fighting for redress. We started fighting for multiculturalism, coalition building, people of color. Everybody benefited off our struggle but us. And let you know, no, I'm, I'm not with them. I'm not with them people. I'm not with them. So I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of the program from the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. I'm just talking about rappers, entertainers, and actors, and athletes should not speak on our behalf when it comes to us. They don't know enough. They're not versed enough. They don't know the data. They don't want to know it. So until I come back, I want you to stay tuned, and I'll be back in a second. People won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll-free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Is this tree good for climbing? How are babies made? What does this thing do? 
Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council. You hear that? This is my Boston accent. This is my Boston accent. Yeah, it is. Shh. This is my Boston accent. This is our Boston accent. Hear it for yourself. Discover your own. This is Boston, and we are all inclusive. I'm back again. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name this program from the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches. From the trenches. Observation from the trenches. You listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. WBCA 102.9 FM in Boston. My topic today I'm sharing with you. Real simple, young people. Gen X and Gen Z and millennials. Rappers, entertainers, and actors and athletes should not speak on our behalf when it comes to pertinent, pertinent conversation about our condition. All solution thereof. They're not versed enough, they have not read enough, and they are compromised because they are earning large sums from the very structure that got us here and determined to keep most of you here. And so, again, it's not in your best interest to listen to, again, they're good people now. I got no problem with them, none of them. They just chose entertainment the way out the hood. Because most of them, like you and me, come from home with no wealth and no inheritance. They chose singing, dancing, shooting the ball, kicking the ball, hitting the ball as a way of getting out the hood, and it panned out well for them. But the vast majority with the same ambition went nowhere. Like the person who hit the lottery for a billion dollars. They never show you the 15 million who played but got nothing. So again, it's an illusion and a distraction. You always put the fight, the mic in the in the uh, Okay, what do you think about racism? What do you think? Uh, uh, uh. Can we all get along? You know, we all Americans because they understand if they speak truth, their power will squash them. That they will have their perks, the endorsement in their contracts terminated. Because why? They don't own those platforms. We don't own those platforms. We just what I call we are hired hands. And I say many times, I say again, I'm not being smart or being facetious. It's a white man's country. And I've come to, to accept that fact over 30 years ago when I said I had to reinvent myself. I said, hey, it's a white man's country. It's his time to rule the world. His time to rule the world. Be the as it may, given the relationship, between black Americans and the white community is built on 247 years of child slavery. Don't never forget that. The foundation of this relationship is built on 247 years of the worst treatment known to man. So how are you going to tell somebody after 247 years, after 247 years, to treat these same people, our elders, with respect and dignity when they would never, ever, 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 ever felt that way? Come on now. It's a bad move on our part to pursue citizenship or to pursue integration or assimilation 
because your foundation is already what? Contaminated. From 1619, 1865, it's 20, years of chattel slavery. You had no rights. Be it white women, white kids, anybody could get you lynched or beat within an inch of your life. So how are you going to all of a sudden expect these same people, this thing that now you're thoroughly, thoroughly ingrained in the psyche of white America, all of a sudden now to treat you as a citizen? Are you kidding me? As Dr. King says, laws might change behavior, but laws don't change the heart. Laws don't change one belief because laws change. And we have been fighting this role to be citizen since Lincoln signed the Emancipation in 1863. It's 161 years, young people, 161 years. I say, put that cross down. Put that cross down. Only thing I'd be fighting for is A, to get essential skills and get contracts where I can hire myself, hire my members in my community, create wealth, and start to live comfortably build companies, build platforms that we own and control, service everybody. Yes, I will serve everybody. Yes, indeed. But I would not pick up that cross anymore fighting for voting rights, civil rights, sexism, human rights. Nope, 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 nope. I would leave that platform, right, that template to the white community who is responsible for racism. Let them, let them eradicate that. To the people because they brought here, let them fight that. I would not put no more of my time <clears throat> chasing those isms. After 161 years, we ain't here yet. We're not there yet. Put it down, young people. And baby boomers, we failed in that regard to stay on this track for human rights, civil rights. It's just a flawed, flawed strategy. You ask them people with a foundation of our relationship is built on 247, 247 years of chattel slavery. We had no rights, no provision to now treat you as citizen. How likely was that going to succeed? I say to the next generation, stop trying. You know, please yourself. I would not try to go out my way to please the white community. I'm going to be highly skilled, highly competent, and what I do, but now I would not be trying to pursue being a citizen as we've done for 161 years. I say it's time to pursue economic activities, contracts that you own and control, that you can provide employment for yourself and our people, even them too now. You know, I got a problem, I got a problem, I got a problem hiding them, even them too but you want to get on a new track. But the old track, truth be told, did not pan out. And I can say without no reservation that the civil rights movement failed. It failed to achieve Dr. King's ultimate objective. You know, you got all these illegals around here. They get more clout than you do. They're getting more clout than the people whose wealth of the country is built off our backs. Our bodies. They're getting more, more, more props than us. All behind humanitarian. We are a country of immigrants. But they don't tell you that why. Why? 
We slaughtered all of the Native Americans. We killed them all. We killed them all with weapons. That's why we needed white immigrants to what? Populate this country. To populate this country. Why? We killed them all. You need people. America's a big country. You need what? Immigrants. They never say the truth why we are a nation of immigrants. We massacred, we created genocide to kill these people. We brought in our ancestors to do the dirty work to create the wealth. But you say, we are a nation of immigrants. I got I got a saying to the white folks. Close the border. We don't need no more immigrants. We don't need no more immigrants. I'm not for asylum seekers. I'm not for refugees. I'm not for anybody. I'm not for none of them. None of them. None of them. But white folks hide behind, well, as long as they come in legally, stop being. Stop, stop playing, white people. Stop playing, black people. No, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want them. Now, we can take care of them in their country. I got no problem with contributing to a caravan going south of the border, Haiti, Africa, wherever. I got no problem with what contributing to that caravan. Don't bring them here. I don't want them. I am one member of ADOS. I am not for no form of immigration. Not disparaging immigrants. I'm not for immigration, period. Period. Focus on those of us who are here. Start with ADOS. Start with us. You say you're about being humanitarian, right? Compassion. Start with us. We've been waiting for 161 years since Lincoln emancipated us. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. And believe me, we will not fight you, right, for being human towards us. Start with us. But to, to the young folks, baby boomers, we fail. We fail to lead this group here, any kind of institutions or platform that we control, that they can expand on and build on, and entertainment is not it. Because why? They don't own those platforms. They don't own them teams. They don't, they don't own the uh, Sony Records. You know what I mean? No, they don't own them, 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 them platform. So they can put out very damaging lyrics about us, about killing black men, sexualizing black women. They can't say nothing about Jews, white women, white men, Asian, gays. You better not say anything because you know. You know. It ain't they ain't going for it. Because why? They own that platform. They, they own those platforms. So they can't even be true or genuine artists. Because why? They understand that master ain't going for you. You're not going to denigrate them. Now, you might denigrate yourself under the name of uh, freedom of speech, but you ain't gonna denigrate, you're not going to denigrate us. No, you're not. Or you don't have a platform. So I'm saying to you, young people, who coming, who coming behind us, that we leave the stage and you ascend to the platform, I would not... Listen to what rappers got to say, entertainers got to say, actors or athletes. These are bought, compromised individuals, nice people as they are. I do not, I'm not disputing that. But many are uninformed, they're not well-versed, they're not well-read. And even the ones, uh, the black politicians who are so-called uh, the black uh, think tech, you know, you see them on CNN, right? MSNBC, right? They don't say anything worthwhile. They don't say anything outside of the norm of what so-called liberals 
but Democrat want them to say, oh, that's why they ain't getting a paycheck. They're not getting paid. So to the masses of us down here on the bottom, we're on our own. So until we create an organization that we control and that we fund, it's going to speak on our behalf and not worry about being shut down because why we're funding it. Until we have the common sense to do that right, hey, entertainers, athletes, rappers, right? These folks you see on these talking shows, uh, CNN, MSNBC, right? These black people, they can't say, they can't say nothing that masses don't want them to say. Not that word. That's why they say, vote blue no matter what. If you research Joe Biden, if you're a black American, you'll be fools about it to vote for him. You're foolish. He had no love for us, none. None. And I do not embrace the, well, the list of two evils. No. Huh. I don't embrace that nonsense. Not at all. So again, if you do your own research on Joe Biden, I don't know why black folks all of a sudden now, Joe knows us and we know Joe. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Joe knows us and we know Joe. And that man's 50 year as a senator, he showed no love towards us, none. Nada. And don't think the scare taker that if Trump get in, the world coming to him. No, it won't. We survived Trump. We survived Obama. We survived them all. We done endured 24-47 years of child slavery. We survived that. We survived 100 years of black holes, 100 years of lynching, right? Redlining, right? Experimentation with syphilis and other uh, precarious diseases. They, they infected our people with. We survived that, right? We, we survived sharecropping. What more can they do to us? So don't fall for the fear, the, the fear tactic, of young people. Don't fall for it at all. I'm neither for Trump nor for Biden because neither one going to do anything for us. Nothing. That's my belief. So I'm not voting again. I'm going to go to the ballot, walk in there, and write in a dose, a dos. I'm here. But you ain't got nobody here that represent my interests or on our behalf. I'm going to show up. But I'm not casting for nothing for neither one of them. There's nobody on the, on the Republican ticket that I vote for. There's nobody on the Democrat ticket that I vote for. Because they ain't offering nothing that's going to, A, make our life as a collective body better. Understand, young people, that the king was for collective uplift. Not for a few billionaires or a few millionaires. That don't do nothing for us. It don't do nothing to uplift the collective. They're living good. I thank God for that. Nice, nice of that. Yeah, they, that's good. That's good. They're they doing okay. Fantastic. We got hurt by laws. Sanctioned by the federal government. Sanctioned by the federal government. Who's responsible? Federal government. So if you're not fighting for a redress of these grievances based on lineage and not melanin and not race, then you make the same mistake that we're making, that we made. And do not be lured into this coalition building, coalition building. Nobody comes here to build a coalition with us. Never have, never will. They will piggyback 
of 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 the black experience. See, we traumatized too. We disadvantaged too. But America didn't do it to you. You came here destitute. America did not do the, did not create you know the Holy Cross. Holy Cross. We didn't do that to you. Germany did that, and they're paying you reparation since nineteen fifty two. We do nothing to the folks from India. We didn't do that to you. You came here broke. You came here destitute. America don't owe you anything. The only group America owes, second to the Native American, are Ados. For 405 years of the worst treatment any group has ever experienced. Any group. That's why most folks are taught when they come in, you don't, don't, you don't want to be one of them. Don't be one of them. No, 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 no. Don't, no, no, no. Stay, no, no, no. Stay away from them. So I'm telling you, young folks, as I wind down, rappers, entertainers, and actors, and athletes should not speak on our behalf. That includes Chad Barkley, uh, Brother, you know, Brother James. Nice people. Got a problem with them. But they're not versed enough to know the data to speak about our situation and their compromise. You cannot bite the hand that's feeding you, you know, or you'd be ostracized and you lose your perks and your contracts. And so, you know, I don't want that for them. There's got to be a bottom-up fight with us. Those on the bottom have to fight. We got to fight. And fight means, right, first and foremost, you got to be highly skilled to be, what, comfortable. This country runs on skills, baby. You possess essential high-income skills, you can extract top dollar out of the labor market and do well for you and your family. Live where you want to live. Go where you want to go. Put your kids in school of your choice. Move how you want to move. Just putting it out in the atmosphere. Something to think about, young people. Because as we baby boomers move up, move out your way, as we baby boomers get out your way and you're sent to the stage, remember, no one's coming to save you. No one's coming to make it better for you. You have to save yourself. It starts with skills, baby. You must possess essential high-income skills, essential high-income high, essential high income skills, and teach your children that. Teach them that. Well, as I wind down this Wednesday, hope you have enjoyed my thoughts. Again, I'm not here to offend anybody or insult anybody. Put a different, put, put a different word in the atmosphere. I'll be back next Wednesday with another thought, you know, something you think about. But again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You've been listening to WBCA 102.9 FM, WBCA 102.9 FM in Boston. Name of the program, from the trenches, baby, from the trenches, observation from the trenches. I speak about what I see out here for the last 20 plus years out here, doing direct mental health services for families, and seeing that the vast majority of them are not faring well, but we never did. We never did. So until we get on a, on a different drum or different beat, the only recourse, the only redress I see in America for our group is labor. You must possess essential high-income skills to do well in this country. And for those who do, they're doing well. They're doing very well. They've been, they're doing very well for themselves and their families. They live where they want to live. They're not bombarded with all these illegals running around them. They're not in the hood. They're not here. They got options, baby. And one thing high-income skills give you, options. You can pick and choose where you want to live at, who you want to live around. Hear me now. Options. And the vast majority of ADOS members don't have options. They're stuck. 
They can't leave Roxbury, Mallory, and Dorset as they want to. They can't leave from Roxbury, go down to, down to the waterfront. Why? Rent's too high. Why? No wealth. No wealth. They're stuck. There are all these illegals running around here. So you don't want to, you don't want to live like that, young people. Position yourself to do better by becoming highly skilled that you can afford to live where you want to live on your terms. That's the key, to live life on your terms. And high-income skills give you that option to live where you want to live, move where you want to move, do things on your terms, and not be subjugated right, to be in an environment because you lack wealth and the income to afford the kind of life that you want. So Gen X and Gen Zs, as we leave the stage, as we move out your way, hope you take some of the things that we done. But I would not be out here protesting civil rights, racism, human rights. Nope, we've been doing it for 161 years. I would uh, pass that baton to the white community and all the folks in color they have led in here. I'll let them. I'll let them fight that. I'll let them. I would let them fight that. I would not. Do it anymore. That's, that's my belief. But again, it's your call, baby, because now it's your turn to come to the stage. It's your turn to come to the stage, millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Zs. You're about to take the baton and run with it. But it's some food for thought as you critique us. Hope you keep it in mind. So until next Wednesday, be safe. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. This is on WBCA 102.9 FM. WBCA 102.9 FM. I'll see you next Wednesday at 6. Take care. The preceding commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org.